Before we begin, I should mention that this is a house with animals, and we have cats, dogs, and since it's not sunset yet, there are still chickens awake outside scratching in the yard, which for us is sort of a, a magic thing, because we usually do this after dark, but with the time change and all that crap, it's, it's kind of thrown us all off. The other thing is, crap may be the most inoffensive thing we say on this podcast because we like to swear. It's true. And because we like to swear, we have to mark this podcast as explicit. It's probably not going to be any more than about a PG-13, and we're not going to talk about anything naughty, at least not by design. And so your you know, parental guidance is suggested, your mileage may vary, and all that stuff. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 41, and I'm excited. I've got an interview with my friend Nathaniel Vanderklok later this episode. We sat down while I was at Dorsai Thing a couple weeks ago and talked about how he keeps organized, and it was sort of a fascinating thing because he's also a, um, uh, he's more of a vlogger than a podcaster, but he's a podcaster. He's been listening to us for a while and really enjoys the show, and I'm trying to bring more people, more variety into the show. So it was, uh, it was really good. And I've got more of those coming up and getting scheduled and things like that. Also, we sound a little different this week. It's because I have a new mixing board. I have made some upgrades over the last week and I have given Ursula her own microphone. Hello, microphone. So she's not talking at mine from across the room or, or things like that. My microphone does not have googly eyes, however. And, uh, so it, it had googly eyes. It had googly eyes. They kept falling off. So I'm, I'm working on giving it permanent googly eyes the way my microphone has permanent googly eyes. Because googly eyes, I think, are, are they're, they've become an important part of our podcasting. They, they tell us where to look when we're talking. This world, man, I just don't even know. And it doesn't help that, you know, I could buy a box of a thousand googly eyes for like five bucks on Amazon. At Easter, we went to his mother's house. Like we typically do, yes. With the googly eyes. Oh, yeah. Last year, Kevin hid stuffed peeps around the house. I did. It took her weeks to find them all. Yes. Uh, we finally had to tell her where the last one was. Yep. I had hidden it in a flower arrangement of the exact same color as the peeps. And she had to go into the attic to get it. To to fetch it down so mm -hmm. that she could uh, locate it. So, yes, I'm kind of proud of that one. The googly eyes... Uh, I believe there were googly eyes on the ketchup. That was a request of my sister. There were uh, googly eyes on... It, fortunately, it was, it's had a glass front on it, but she had this print that she got years ago that she just really liked of a jester doing a marionette thing with a person, and I, I, it stared at me from you know, the walls growing up and things like that, so I gave the jester googly eyes. She did not appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I believe that some stuffed animals got googly eyes. Oh, yeah, but uh, she hadn't found those when we left the house, and I haven't heard yet. Uh, Unless there's lots of heavy sighing going on, and she's just not texting me about it. And the mailbox on the way out also got googly eyes. Yeah, that was you. and But it was a brilliant idea. It was. I, I say was. this in all modesty. Yes. So, <laughs> there's that. So, we had a great holiday. Uh, I did a whole bunch of upgrades in the studio. We went to mom and dad's for dinner. I left a whole bunch of googly eyes around mom's house in unexpected places. So, yeah. 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 Then, it's been a good week for work, too, for me. I've been getting a lot accomplished, and I'm feeling really good about that. I even took the time earlier 
I guess, uh, over the weekend, late in the weekend, to take my book of, of episodes for Productivity Alchemy and my list of my like scribbled list of who I want to interview, who I've asked to interview, all that stuff, and put it into a new document in my regular, well, not document, series of pages in my regular planner, because the one I was using was falling apart. And so that makes it difficult, just a little difficult. So, but now I've got it all with me all the time and I don't have to worry about, well, where did I leave my productivity alchemy notebook? No, it's part of the whole thing now. Awesome so, sauce. there's that. Overall, though, I mean, you know, I'm feeling really good this week. Great. I'm feeling really good this week. And I think the new job helps. And I think having all my ducks in a row helps. And having, you know, the interview requests that I've got pending or I'm coordinating so that I've got, you know, basically, I don't have a buffer right now, but I'm going to have a buffer probably before the end of the month. That makes me feel extra good. So overall, I, it's just been a good week for me. So to our wombat test subject, I ask, how about you? Have not gotten shit done all (laughs) week. The weather has been spectacular. I have been gardening for five days. I haven't made word count one of those days. I don't mean like one of them. I mean all of them. Like not a single day did I make word count. One day I managed to write 200 words and said, woohoo, I'm amazing. But, and I have to ask this question now. For you, gardening is actually a productive thing. I mean, are you getting the new beds in? Are you getting the the, the uh, pots filled? Are you getting? I, I have refreshed all the potting soil. I have mixed, let me do the math. I have mixed 600 pounds of potting soil. Uh-huh. Uh, I do it in 150-pound batches in the wheelbarrow. I have become a person who mixes her own potting soil. You have. I don't know when that happened, but it did. Uh, I have, like, set up a whole bunch of pots for this season's growing. Mm -hmm. Um, I've pulled a minuscule percentage of the total number of weeds out there. (laughs) Uh, I have wandered around laughing hysterically, looking at plants. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the thing. I, I am not feeling any guilt about the fact I've gotten literally nothing done, except I did. I have been pay- been actually working on edits like a good person. Right. But my, my point here is not that you haven't gotten anything done. It's that you've actually been very productive. It's just not... Around, around your, my job, around yes. your job, right? My hobby slash religion is going well, right? And the payoff on that one, as with so many projects, whether it be gardening, whether it be chicken farming, whether it be you know, uh, there are a lot of projects that you don't see the fruits of your labor up front and quickly. Yes. Right? So this is you're you're putting an effort now for a reward later. And honestly, this feels like I'm on a, on vacation. Well, the lack of guilt is is because normally I feel guilty about this sort of thing, but the fact I don't it it this this feels like I'm taking a vacation. Yes, I can I can see that I can I can honestly see that. And I am bad at taking vacations. You're terrible at it. Uh, my idea of taking a vacation is we have a business trip, place X. I went birding. Birding was. Burden should count, but burden's also a stressful activity for you. Well, it's not stressful. Stress is the wrong word, but it is a get up at four thirty in the morning activity. That's stressful for me. Yeah, and uh, and it is. We hiked a lot. It, it yeah. was a physically taxing trip. Um, and then I would come home and I would try to get some writing done, uh, or come home, come back to the, the <laughs> right. hotel. 
Uh, and I mean, it was great, it, but this feels more like a vacation than that did in a mm-hmm. way. And uh, part of the reason that I am just like, okay, this is fine. My deadlines are all still a ways off. Mm-hmm. I don't have immediate deadlines right. on anything that, uh, uh, since I finished the hamster thing up and, mm-hmm. uh, I'm still working on the edits that are actually due this month. I managed to get a painting done. Yes. Which... And it's, it's very cool. And that'll be part of the guest of honor display at Anthrocon. Yes. Uh, it's, it's weird. It's just weird for me how guilty I don't feel. Because normally I am I am motivated strongly by this deep conviction that I am a lazy human being, <laughs> and but but I mean even then you're not lazy. I, I'm watching you get up and go out and work in the garden, and then come inside. Maybe you'll eat. Maybe you'll work on on your edits. Then you'll go back and you'll work on the garden. You're doing actual physical labor here, and so this isn't what what I'm saying is this isn't this is productive. This is good yeah, for you. Yeah. It's something you're passionate about. It's something you're making progress on. It's just not word count. Yes. And, the only... and I don't get paid for it. Right. Well, now, when I'm making uh, another big mess of beans in <laughs> a couple months from this year's harvest, it'll be different. Right? I was That's hoping, the actually, you'd, you'd make red beans and rice this week. I am. I'm yeah. planning on it, yeah. Uh. Yeah, and I mean, yes, I don't get paid. I do get some meals out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, we will reap the benefit in tomato sandwiches in a few months, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, Something I live for. <laughs> but it's Henry Mitchell, who was a famous garden writer, uh, <laughs> cantankerous dude. I love his stuff. Uh, he would take Irish season off from work. His entire vacation, right. like two weeks or whatever, he would spend on iris season, and he would just stay in his garden and watch the irises bloom. He was like, I am useless for work. I will take two weeks off every year, and I will not do anything except hang out with the irises this whole time. Hey, that's great. And it was, it's when I was younger, that struck me as weird, and now what am I doing? You know, I've spent the past week, now that the weather's nice, living in the garden, moving dirt around, mm-hmm. and... Tomorrow, if it's not pouring rain, I will be moving mulch around. So right. it's now there, and I, I have the letter, and I'll, I might have read it already. But there was someone who's who had wrote in, and I would look it up, but it will make loud clicky noises because microphone and mouse and all that. Um, but that gardening was itself good for you and therapeutic and good for your mental health. Oh, absolutely! Like, is hasn't there been some studies around that? Well, there's the one. Uh, well, there's a couple. Uh, physical and mental, they worked mm-hmm. out that um, people who retain muscle mass in old age are far healthier than right. people who don't. Uh, muscle is basically the one thing that saves you mm-hmm. as you get older. Um, and so they did studies to see what hobbies get people to retain muscle mass. And the first one that comes up is weightlifting. Obviously. Okay, yeah, yeah. And the second one was gardening. And they the scientists assumed it was statistical noise. Okay. And so they re-ran it. <laughs> and, or, like a good scientist should. Or they did another study or something and they dug into the data and they were like, no, actually the gardeners are still doing well. What's going on here? 
as many non-gardeners, you know, think it is a genteel hobby where you wander around with a pair of scissors snipping off spent flowers. Yeah, that's absolute crap. I know it. I watch you every day. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's lots of heavy lifting, uh, at least the way I do it. There are there are things, if you are uh, disabled or have mobility issues, mm-hmm. there are still ways you can garden, and lots of people do. Yeah. I fortunately... Other than the two bad ankles and the bad back, I am not limited except in cases of one or the other going out. So I get in there and do all the things I shouldn't do to my back, like, you know, bend over and lift heavy objects. But you're lugging 50-pound bags of sand around it, mixing 150 pounds of dirt, sand, and gravel together Mm -hmm. with a rake and a hand trowel. That is is some major weight exercise. Mm -hmm. And so they... Figured out that, yes, that physically this is healthier. And there's also the mental health issue. There's a soil bacterium. Uh, this is so cool. That persists in dirt. Uh, you can get it usually from raw vegetables, too, things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. That causes your serotonin. It, it works like an SSRI. You're, you're, you increases your serotonin levels available or whatever. Right. And... I physically become depressed when I have not been able to garden long enough. It's very true. One of the worst physical depressions I've ever been in was after I left my garden. Yes. After my divorce and yes. basically moved in with Kevin, was like, am now taking over lawn. I Yeah, you at least waited till spring. You, you, yes. Because you moved in, in in a September and so it wasn't like you were out there plowing things down in the middle of December that I saw. Uh, that I may did be the key put part. That one front bed in pretty early. That's true. You did. Yes, you did. Uh, no, I still think it was the next year, though. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I being out of the dirt mm-hmm. both made me sad in an emotional sense, and I probably wasn't getting enough of my friendly neighborhood soil bacterium. Yeah, and that's and I, I think that's something that a lot of people who work in their gardens just say it makes me happy. Well, there may be science behind that. Yes. And it's not a bad thing and it's not something to be avoided unless you're like me and I'm because I'm I'm not really a outdoor working person. I like to camp, I like to cook, I like to chill out next to a campfire, but uh, digging a hole so that I can put a plant in it that just isn't my idea of, of a thing. So. I've gotten him weeding though because if he pulls the chickweed his chickens like it. And I believe the chickweed that from the backyard was was partly responsible for Orange Chicken's recovery after her issues because that was what she wanted. She wanted greens, and so I went and got her a big thing of chickweed, and within two days she was like, "Okay, I'm better now." Yay! So the orange chicken is better. Yes, the orange chicken is better, as well as everybody else is doing fine on that score. And that's maybe that's my thing. And now that it's spring. Or at least it's pretending to be spring. It's North Carolina. We could have snow in two days, and then it'll be ninety degrees. I don't know. It gets crazy. It's not the. It would not be the first time that has happened in my life. It's been. It was eighty today, and yep. it's getting down to I believe thirty-seven tonight. Yep. Because and it's not going to. We live in hell. Side effect is it's been warmer, and so I've been able to spend more time outside with my chickens. Yes, I, I constantly find mm-hmm. you sitting outside with your your tablet and that's my actually my cell phone it's a very large cell phone i realize and your chickens Mm -hmm. and uh, the chickens are very happy yep they're they're a little demandy they they want their mealworms but they're gen i mean the chickens are happy i 
find it very relaxing to sit with the chickens in the fresh air now that it's not I'm sitting outside with the chickens in the fresh air that's very, very cold, and the chickens are like, yeah, whatever, and I'm like, but I'm turning blue, and the chickens are like, more mealworms, bitch. Um, <laughs> they are demandy little birds. They are. But it that just, I think the sunlight helps a lot, especially... Oh, if, there's a lot to be said about the vitamin D and the, the vitamin, sad, yep. and God knows. And this, yeah, and I know we've both had encounters with sad in the past, and I know there are a lot of listeners who run into it every year. Oh my God, speaking of the trip to Arizona, I did not realize how sort of uh, far down I was until I spent <laughs> 10 days in Tucson and just the light just bleaches you. And I'm like, this is what light is supposed to be like. I approve of this. <laughs> this I, you can take the girl out of the desert, etc. I came back here and it was still being winter and it was gray mm -hmm. and gray. And I was like, oh my God, why is this hitting me so hard suddenly? Why am I like, I will sleep for 14 hours a day if I can. Yeah. And I finally realized it was because I had got, I'd become like the sunlight junkie <laughs> in 10 days. I was just yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah. Hook that vitamin D up to the <laughs> vein. And the, the other thing about it is you, you don't actually realize often that that's what's happening until you have that big change. Um, sad is very insidious. And I know several people who are just used to dealing with it, especially, uh, some friends who live in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, yeah. Because theirs can start as early as September and not end until like May when they start into the three months of, of sunlight phase of living in Seattle and, and Portland. The, yeah, that's the problem with things like this is it's like I know if I do, if I go set up this sun lamp, yeah. I will feel better. I still don't do it. I know I would feel better, but oh god, it's so much work. And this is this is how it gets you. See now normally what what would happen or what I would expect to happen in that case is Kevin well, you set up the sun lamp for me, and I'm very surprised you haven't done that. Nah. I mean, that, that tells me how impactful either the lamp isn't or the sad is. It's so hard to know, and then you, you sit there, and you're, unless you have, like, an amazing shift, you're like, I don't know if this is doing anything. This is just a lot of stupid work for yeah. a light bulb. Why am I even bothering? <laughs> I could just go sit in the kitchen and or play Horizon Zero Dawn or something. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn is your current relaxing Jam. thing. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. So spring is springing and it is You know what I'm gonna do next week? More Horizon Zero Dawn? I'm gonna garden. You're gonna garden. I'm going to get my edits done because yes. I am a professional. Mm-hmm. But no one is waiting on the sword book, and I can't publish the thing until six months after the uh, the Twisted Ones comes out anyway, so I don't have to do anything. Right. Except garden. Except garden. Yes. And, oh, my agent wants the pitch for that other children's book series, but... But that's okay. You, you have time. And it's nice to have time, and I'm glad that you have time. And I hope that everybody out there listening... It's so weird. I never have time. I know. I, I hope that the, the people out there listening, all of you fine people who listen to us, are able to... If you're in the northern hemisphere like us, start to enjoy the spring. And if you're in the southern hemisphere, because I know we got a couple listeners in Australia, New Zealand area, I think, um, possibly other places. I don't know, but I think so. For those of you who are about to go into winter, now's your time to sort of prep. 
right? If if it gets set dark up the and light cloudy, while you're still happy, yes, yeah, set up the light now, and maybe you can stave a little bit off. Um, you know, plan around maybe some ideas that okay, winter's coming. I know it's it's gonna impact me. Let me take some steps now to prepare for it. And you know, meanwhile, we're gonna enjoy the warm weather and the spring for a little bit while you listen to this interview with my friend Nate Vanderklok. He does a he and his wife do a Catholic vlog, which oh, is yeah. kind of funny. And they have sent us stuff for our other podcast. And I was it was really great to hang out with him at the Dorsai event I was at, and I had dinner with him and a couple others. I know I get a lot of basic Catholicism wrong, guys. Yeah. It's uh, it's the raised culturally Catholic by my grandmother thing. Yeah. Basically, I have her Catholicism. Yeah. It was quirky. It was a little. So we're going to talk to, I'm going to go talk to, to Nate, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So you'll hear that right after this. folks. I am in Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, traveling to the Dorsai event, our annual uh, business meeting and, and stuff like that. And I have a chance to sit down with my friend, Nate. Um, so, Nate, can you introduce yourself for the people at home? And what it is you do? Well, uh, my name is Nate Vanderklok. And as far as what I do, sometimes it's easier to ask, what don't I do? Okay. Um, I've been, I have 15, uh, for the past 15 years, I've been working in hotels. Okay. Um, I've done just about every single job that can be done in a hotel. Mm -hmm. um, I am currently, though, the accounting coordinator and human resources coordinator for a full-service hotel in Flint, Michigan. Okay. So we've got about 80 people there. And bad water, unfortunately. And bad water. Still. Well, still. fortunately, our hotel is not actually on Flint um, right. utility systems. It's on mm -hmm. another uh, township nearby. But okay. But postal code-wise, it's Flint. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, and by the way, folks, still haven't fixed Flint. That needs to get done. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be a long project. It's really something. Yeah, but no one's even started, no. and that's the, that's the terrible part. Um, all right, back on track. But anyways, back on track, back on track. When I'm not doing that, right. um, I am... I have a, a YouTube channel that I that I co-host with my wife and a good friend of ours. Yeah. Um, I also am the financial and membership record keeper for my local council nights at Columbus, which is okay. basically a job, but not technically a job. Um, I don't get paid an hourly wage, but I do get an annual stipend for the amount of work I have to go into. Oh, wow. You do get some, yeah. some money. Okay, that's not so bad. And then I also uh, volunteer around my church. Mm -hmm. I, we, we, I, my wife and I, we do a lot of the audio-video work that needs to get done around there. So oh, yeah. running cameras, running... Uh, Screens and projectors and things like that. We're kind of sort of AV club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, three to four times a year, I take vacation time to go and help out the door sign with yeah. whatever they've got going on. Yeah, and uh, so we just wrapped up door side thing for this year, and uh, and so that's happened to be. I'm like, hey, yeah. you want to be on the show? He's like, sure, all right. Um, 
So how do you keep, with all this going on, how do you keep yourself organized? Most people will look at it and say I don't. Okay. Uh, it's, it's really kind of a method to my madness kind of a thing. I have mm-hmm. to keep everything in its own little pile type of a thing. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, the one of the things that really helps me keep things organized is that I very distinctly separate work life from other lives. Okay. When I walk out the door, I know not everybody has this ability, but when <laughs> I walk out the door of work, mm-hmm. work me stays inside the doors. Gotcha. So I don't bring that home, and that way I can go and focus on whatever else it is I'm doing outside. But, um, you know, I've got Google calendars, I've got task sheets that I mm-hmm. use at work, and things like that. And, right. But it's really just a, everything in it has its place. And Okay, so, so yeah, like um, the, the cooking theory behind that is mise en place. Yeah. Yeah, where you prep everything, you have it in the bowls, pre-measured and all that, so when it's time to actually cook, you just... Exactly. You and exactly I, where it is, and you just... Do it. And I have 12 piles of paper on my desk, but <laughs> I know that this pile is for this thing and right. that pile is for that thing. And if I need to find something, it's in one of those piles or it's been filed away where it belongs. Okay. Um, so what would say the habits or systems other than specific piles, but what habits yeah. or systems are important to you as part of that? Well, originally I was using, um, originally when I started this job, I try to do as much of every... I, I wear a lot of hats within the building, mm. doing two technically different departments. Um, but I tried doing as much of everything as I could in a given mm. day, and well, that really doesn't work out. Um, so, yeah. what I, so what I established is, is that um, for each of the major tasks that I have to do during the course mm. of a week, so accounts payable, accounts receivable, uh, mm. human resources, each of these things has its own day. Okay. So when I come into work, today is AP day. Whatever else I have going on, today I'm getting account. I'm getting the accounts payable paperwork taken care of. Right. Right. Um, and and I, I used uh, Outlook a lot. Mm-hmm. Use their task list just to keep track of things that right. need to get done. And sometimes that worked. Sometimes it didn't. But I've recently taken up using the uh, the e- the ETP, the Emergent Task. Oh, the Emergent planner. Task Planner, yeah, yeah. Um, simply because what I'd find would happen a lot is my day regularly gets sidetracked. Oh yeah, I've got five things I need to do, and suddenly one thing comes along that absolutely has to be done, and, and everything's off. out of whack. Yeah. And by the time I get that done, and I come back around to it, I look at it and I go, "What was it I need to do now?" Or I'd get to the end of my day and I'd look at my day and go, what exactly did I even accomplish mm-hmm. today? And by using that, I can actually keep an hour, a quarter hourly track right. of what things I've been working on. So I can look back at my day and say, well, today was kind of scattered, but I managed to get this and this and this done. I can keep a task list of these are the things that need to get done either today or tomorrow. Right. And I can go and I can hit those things. And then for things that happen outside of work, um, I've really lo- enjoyed, I started using it about a month or so ago, uh, Habitica. <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm going to have to start getting a commission from those guys. You, you really are, because <laughs> I, I kept hearing you talk about it. I'm like, what is this thing? And I went and I looked at it online, and I'm like, well, that's just fantastic. That it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. I immediately went and signed up. I went home, and I'm like, and I told my wife, I'm like, you need to get on this because this is going to be fun. We're going to have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. My wife and both of my daughters are on Habitica. <laughs> we, 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 you know, 
my wife and I probably use it more so than they do, but we go questing. And yeah, yeah. We have a lot of fun with it. Um, so, yeah, those are the things that I'm really relying on at the moment to just mm-hmm. try and keep things in track. In, on track, yeah. Um, cool. I like this. Um, what would you say the biggest help has been? You know, the biggest help, uh, I'd say there's probably a couple, there's probably a few things, really. Mm-hmm. But um, once upon a time, I worked in a kitchen and I had a coworker who every time he watched me do a job, he would come over and he would look at me and he would say, you know, you need to work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Uh, particularly with regards to like repetitive tasks. Mm-hmm. You lose a lot of time switching from one step to another. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I would be cutting onions and I would peel an onion, I would slice an onion and then I'd... But every time I changed what I was doing, mm-hmm. I, there, there's a, there was a... There's a time loss. Right. And it seems like a little bit, but in a kitchen. But when you go and multiply it a hundred or a thousand times, Mm -hmm. suddenly there's five minutes. Right. Um, And so if I I simply went and did all the peeling and then did all the slicing and then stacked it all up and put it all away, I I saved at least half of that five minutes. At least, yeah. Yeah. and so, you know, with, with things I do at work, that's, that's kind of sort of the uh, everything has its day. Right. Is that I'm not spending as much time changing gears. Mm-hmm. I'm, go, I'm doing this one task that requires me to do this one thing, and I can do this one thing 20 times over before I have to waste any time doing the other, changing the to the thing. next right. thing. Um, and the other thing is just the lesson, which we'll probably get around to later, which is... You know, accepting the fact that you're a human. Yeah. yeah. That falls into the best advice. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Accept the fact that you're human and you cannot do it all. I cannot do it all. I cannot yep. be perfect even 90 times out of 100. Yep. So I just got, you know, I got to give my best when mm-hmm. I do it and, you know, yeah. just keep on working. So, hey, fun question. Mm-hmm. Favorite fun question. What do you do to reward yourself or, or, or when you get that big win or that, that, that hit a goal or something? I am really terrible at <laughs> self-reward. You're not I, the I, only I, one. I, I know yeah. I'm not the only one. I know you've heard this a number of times. But, no, um, I started practicing a long time ago working on delayed gratification. Okay. If I'm, if I'm working on – if I'm looking at things from the standpoint of – how much enjoyment am I going to get out of it? Yeah. I'm not necessarily doing the things that I need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not necessarily doing things that I should be doing. You know, I mean, if, if every time I see something on a store shelf and I say, I want that gotcha. and I buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could probably deserve a little reward, but at the same time, am I, am I really managing my money at that point or am yeah. I just throwing money away? So when it comes to, you know, rewarding myself, quite oftentimes I've gotten into the habit of just putting it off and yeah. putting it off. Um, but no, you know, every so often I, I, I know what I've got saved up and mm-hmm. I look at something and I go, I've earned this. Right. I, I can go and say, I've, I've done a really good job with these things and I've, got a, and I've got a little something saved away. I can go and buy myself something nice. You know, nice, a nice bottle of scotch or something. Yeah, yeah. Or I can go and sit down and I can say, you know what? I've worked really hard in the past two weeks. I mm-hmm. just need a day to decompress. I'm going to sit myself down in front of a video game. Yeah. 
And I'm sorry, I, I know you might want to spend time with me, but I, I need this, this is me. I, I need a day just to, yeah, yeah. So, all right, so which video game? Uh, currently, I've actually gone, I actually recently went back to Skyrim. Okay. Um, I, I played it originally on the 360, and yeah. a little while back I saw a deal to get the up, the updated version for Xbox One, and I'm like, yeah, uh, okay. yeah, I'll go and do that again. It mm -hmm. comes with all the DLC now, so Very I can cool. go and play through everything. Yeah. Even the things you didn't get to last time. Even the things yeah. I didn't get through last time. And so, yeah, so I just sit there, and, and you know, I'm not one of those people who looks at it and says, how quickly can I beat the game? I'm one of those people who looks at it and says, how much enjoyment am I going to get out of this? I, and I will grind yeah. away at a game for weeks and get, make little to no progress, knowing that I was mm -hmm. doing all, I was checking all the boxes in the game I wanted to check off. That is my problem with Final Fantasy games. I love them, but I am a completionist. Yes. And so I want to see the end of the story, but before I get to the end of the story and I can't go any further and whatever, I have to go back and do all these things in the, and, we, and, and, and Skyrim is good for me in that, in that the story is real broken up. Yes. And there's a, lots of little, there's a lot of little side stories that are all running. Oh, so yeah. I can play with the little stories without having to worry really about the big story. Because that was always my failure with Final Fantasy. Is I looked at it as a, as a story. I want to get to the end of the book. Right. And I would always get to that point where you need to have your character sufficiently... Mm -hmm. leveled up in order to go any further. There's just no way to get past right, these right. bosses unless you've got these abilities and yeah, these skills. Yeah. And I would be there 30 levels before I was supposed to be there. And it's it's like, all right, well, game's done. I guess I can't see the end of the story because yeah. I got to go spend another 20 hours grinding out my characters. And I don't really want to do that. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. That's, that's one of the things. I love the uh, Kingdom Heart games as well. Yeah. And one of the things they did to mitigate that, I think, because, you know, that's Square Enix who does Final Fantasy yeah. and Disney, but the whole concept around here's the Olympic arena where you can go and level and earn better things and all that. So you still so you still have a grind, but it's a grind with a purpose. It's not just a grind to do what you need to do to get to the next stage. It's a, I want to drop in in between <clears throat> uh, the Beauty and the Beast world and, you know, or I want to go back to the Tarzan world for a little while, that you can do yeah. all of that in those games where Final Fantasy makes it uh, often, I'm not going to say it's difficult. Like here's the, Final Fantasy gives you point A, point B, and what, they don't, and what mm -hmm. they don't tell you is we want you to spend about a day in between point A and point B just walking around in circles until yeah. you've beaten enough guys to level up a few times. Yeah. I want to say, sorry, we're diverting here, guys. Um, Seven was my first Final Fantasy, and it was not as bad about that. Um, I did enjoy Seven. Yeah, Seven, yeah. Um, nine was almost perfect. A lot of people didn't like the storyline in Nine. I, I didn't like Eight. I, I didn't like the gameplay in Eight. And everybody's like, oh, you should play through it. It's the best story. And I'm like, I loved Nine because it was it had a lot of the same beats as Seven. Mm. With words. See, I never, got, I never got to Nine. I... I did play? I did play eight. I enjoyed eight simply because mm -hmm. I love the idea of a gun and a sword built together. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, and then ten was just ten was I think the last Final Fantasy game I played, and it yeah. was just mind blowing and amazing. And it it tore me up. It was it was such an emotional roller coaster. It was really yeah. well done, um, and it was pretty. It may be the prettiest one yes. I have seen to date. So, all right, uh, enough sidetracking. Yeah. Um, 
All right, so flip side of the coin, the not happy question. What do you do when you fail or when you miss? Well, you know, it, it goes back to that, to that lesson I learned. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a human being. Right. If anything, I can guarantee, the one thing I can guarantee is that I'm going to fail. And I, I know mm-hmm. you and I, I know that you and I both uh, enjoy Schlock Mercenary. Yes. I have Maxim 70 written on my wall in my office. Oh, I, I have it as a, as a wallpaper on my computer. Yeah. And, uh, and here I even. I, I recently put up a chalkboard and I have it all etched the on there. The moment yeah. it came out, I bought the, the Maxim 70 coin. Yeah. So I've got the Maxim 70 yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, failure is the guarantee. It's, yeah. it's the one thing I can look at and say, I'm going to screw something up. Absolutely. Um, and, but, you know, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go from there? And, mm-hmm. and that's really the thing is failure happens. You know, bad, you know when, when you mess up, yeah, you're going to mess up. And mm-hmm. sometimes you mess up a little bit and sometimes you mess up a lot. Mess up um, a lot yeah. And the first thing I really do is I take a hard look at my role in that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of times, anytime we're working in a situation where there's multiple systems involved. Mm-hmm. We, we often want to go and look at and say, well, I couldn't do what, what I needed to do because this part right. wasn't working for me. And, you know, that, that, that may be accurate. But as far as me moving forward, mm-hmm. that's irrelevant. Right. Because there's my part in this. What was my part in this? And what could I have done right. to mitigate that? You know, what, 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 what in this failure could I have done? And in taking that, that hard look at it, you all, there, there's the fact that you have to go and own it. Yeah. You know, when I screw something up, I need to go to somebody and say, this didn't work out. And here's why I didn't. And here's why I didn't right. get this worked out. Um, yeah. I was, I was doing something at church this past week. Uh, with a camera, and I had expected the event to be something that was moving, so I didn't want to grab the tripod. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get out there and find out that it's a stationary thing. I, I just need to set up a camera in one spot and uh, and just yeah. film it, and I'm sitting there with a camera, with mm-hmm, just trying mm-hmm. to hold it stay with my hand, and finally I'm texting with off with my offhand right, going, right. bring me tripod now <laughs> and at the, you know at the end of it i had to walk up to the the person who's, who's actually in charge of these things because mm-hmm. we were live streaming it on facebook oh. and i had to walk up to him and go just so you know the first 10 to 15 minutes of the video mm-hmm. are kind of crap i yeah. apologize it's handy cam sorry i was i was trying to be a steady cam and failing miserably <laughs> and I understand where it went wrong, and I will do my best to make right. sure that that doesn't happen going forward. And I think that that admission is something that, I mean, I do that too. All right, I have made a mistake. Here's what happened. Here's what I'm doing to rectify it. And I'm going to do my best not to do it again. Yeah. Right? And a lot of people, especially in sci-fi lately... Um, Especially it, harassment is the hot button thing because I was I did a presentation to the group on how to take harassment reports yesterday. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who aren't catching that. Okay, I misbehaved. I understand I've misbehaved. I need to change my behavior and I need to not do this again. And so I'm going to work towards that and, yeah. and making that acceptance. Not enough people do it. No, and and, and really. That's really the thing, and, and you see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, everybody's always trying to put some amount of blame mm-hmm. off on somebody else. I, you know, 
we, we see it in politics with, oh, with, yeah. with, with the scandals that have gone on there where, mm-hmm. well, I, you know, I was just behaving in what I thought was a normal way. No, you weren't. Right. You weren't behaving in what you thought was a normal way. And if you don't own that, you can't move past it. Or worse, your belief that that was normal was, was not. Was, was totally inappropriate. Right. And, and, and once again, yeah. if you don't own that, mm-hmm. you can't move past it. There, there's no growth unless you acknowledge yeah. that you are not where you need to be. If I'm crawling and mm-hmm. I think that crawling is the end-all, be-all of what I'm doing, right. I will never graduate to walking. And there are people who don't want to walk. Yeah, there, there are. are people who don't want to run. There are people who, they're, I mean, we always have that you have to walk before you can run kind of thing, but I watched babies, and babies are, they're top-heavy and their balance is off, and often they are running before they're walking. Yeah. Because they because they need that because mo- they need the momentum yep. in order to keep the, ba- the center of balance. It's like riding a bicycle. You right. know, my daughters never wanted to learn to ride a bicycle because they had to go fast. And I tell them, look, you, you have to go fast because if you're not going fast, the, the slower you go on a bicycle, the yep. harder it is to manage the oh, yeah. very the variations in your center of gravity. If you get going fast, it smooths it, right. It out. smooths right yeah, out. I know. Yeah. But yeah, so you know, it's one of those things where you have to be able to acknowledge the times that you failed, and you mm-hmm. have to be able to own it. Right. You have to look at what your part in what went mm-hmm. wrong, in, in your part was, and what went wrong, and be able to say, "This is on me." Right. Because otherwise, you're saying, "I did the best I could," and those other guys screwed it all up. Mm-hmm. And those other guys can fix what they whatever they did wrong. But if you're not fixing you. It's just yeah. going to happen again. It'll just be different. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's awesome. Um, well, you know it. That's all six. Yeah. Um, so before we do the where can we find more about you stuff, um, anything else you want to uh, uh, talk about before we... Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I'm just trying to be the best me. Yeah. That I can be kind of a thing, you <laughs> yeah. know. Um, but I see a lot of things, a lot of a lot of things other people do, and mm-hmm. I just sort of look at it and I go, "Well, that's kind of stupid." Yeah. But um, no, as far as I don't want to be that guy, I, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. But as far as like organization goes, I'm a I'm a terrible stereotype for organization. <laughs> um, my house is a mess. Yeah. Uh, the only time it gets cleaned up, the only time it gets remotely cleaned up is if I've got company coming over that I don't want to, that I don't want to know about the mess that I live in. <laughs> um, you know, um, and the one of the things that I've been working on, especially with the, with the, uh, the emergent task planner mm-hmm. is keeping track of, Keeping track of the things that I do that weren't on there. Right. You know, um, for a while I didn't do good with task lists and things like that because mm-hmm. I'd look at it and, you know, um, like on Habitica, you know, there's, it's, there's stuff that went on in my day that I probably should have gone and taken credit for. Right. Well, but that was, that was just something that was, mm-hmm. by the time I was putting it on there, it was already done. Yeah. But, but then I go and I look at it and I'm like, yeah, but that was a significant chunk of time out of your day. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know. Yep. Like, like I, I'm fond of quoting from um, 
uh, it was, I forget, I keep forgetting, and I've had people come in to tell me that it's it's different names. I think it was Patriot Games mm-hmm. um, from Tom Clancy. Yeah. I'm probably completely wrong. Whatever the book, uh, whatever the book after the war with, the book about the war with Japan was. Okay. Um, but I haven't is, read too much Clancy. Yeah, yeah. But I the, mean to, and then I don't. The, the quote is that um, Jack Ryan's wife says, if it isn't written down, it doesn't exist. Yes. Right? If you don't put it on the list and check it off, you didn't do it. And, right. And, and that's, I mean, that's not true, but... But, but at the same time, right. there, there's there's a lot that you can, that you can gain mm-hmm. by taking uh, 30 seconds and going back to the list and saying, I haven't checked any, I haven't written anything down on this list for the past three hours, right. but here's what I did yep. for the past three hours. And going and writing it down, because at the very least you can go and look back on it and say, well, I got that done. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the one thing I would say, um, in a, you know, going back to the owning your, your failures, mm-hmm. is take credit for your successes. Don't yeah. don't worry about it if nobody else notices it. <laughs> um, you know, there's there's way too many people that are looking for somebody else's accredita- accreditation. Or validation. Or validation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They want somebody to go and say, hey, you did this, good job. Don't wait for that person. Yeah. Uh, that person's going to come around way too late for you. Mm-hmm. If you get something, you know, if you fail, look at it and say, okay, here's where I failed. If you succeed... Look at it and say, hey, I may be the only one patting myself on the yeah. back, but I earned this. Oh, yeah. No, it's, uh, I got to say, it's a lot easier in tech sometimes where you say, hey, dude, look at this neat thing I just did. Yeah. Look at this neat thing I implemented. Um, I suppose accounting or, or doing HR stuff isn't, hey, look at this. I, I got all our bills paid today. And they're like, yeah, you're supposed to get that done. Yeah. But, but, but at the same mm-hmm. time, there's times where I can look at it and I can go, hey, we had this account that was really late. Right. They're paid up. That's all done. Yeah. Uh, I, I got them to pay their bill, and we don't have to worry about that going into collections or yeah, that being having, written off as a bad debt. And or, having to deal all with all that stuff. Yeah. 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 No, that, that, that's something we don't have to worry about anymore. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have a uh, list of all of our accounts on my wall. I print it out at the start of each mm-hmm. month, and I go, 30 days is all green. The yeah. next one is all yellow. <laughs> the next one is all orange. And if there's anything beyond that, it's it's highlighted in pink. Yep. And those pinks and those oranges are the things I need to get done this month. Right. If I can get those crossed off, the next month won't be all that bad. And some stuff always makes it to next month. But oh, yeah. But yeah. But, yeah. Cool. So as for where to find me, um, my as I said, we have a YouTube channel mm-hmm. um, that is called The Popish Plot. <laughs> it's P-O-P-I-S-H. Or P-O-P-I-S-H. Um, it's basically, it, it, I'll be honest, I don't know how many of your listeners will really be interested in it, as it is a uh, Catholic YouTube channel. But we basically try to put a fun and lighthearted spin on catechism and church teachings. So, um, you know, we, we have no problem making jokes at ourselves. Well, we have no yeah. problems making jokes of, our, of, of, you know, the church and things yeah. like that, as long as we are keeping it respectable and responsible. Mm-hmm. So we try to make it fun. Um, I'm on Twitter. I don't know I have too many followers, but I'm brother, <laughs> brother I think it's brother underscore envy. Yes, um, I can look at my own follower yeah. feed when I'm writing this up um, to make sure. Because I know 
I know you follow me. I can't remember if I follow you. But yeah. I have the... I don't have the problem where I need to go is like start trimming some things out because there's a lot of noise and the, yeah. and the signal's getting a little. Well, lost and I sometimes. have the I have the problem where I actually need to do more on Twitter. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Um, I went and I, about a year ago. I went and I set it up so that what I do on Twitter goes to Facebook, and I just stopped doing things on Facebook. I just <laughs> went to Twitter and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so you know. But that's that's most of where I'm at at the moment. Cool. We try to put out shows twice a week. Sometimes we do a little bit more. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, you're not running three shows at a time. So no. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, not running. I might go as far as running two shows, but yeah. uh, that second show will just be me talking. So. There you go. Gee, I know nothing about that. So. <laughs> um, all right, man. Thank you very yeah, much, Nate. Thank you. Yeah, and um, the handshake uh, nobody will be able to see. The handshake, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get you the uh, the secret Sweet. code for uh, I was a guest, yeah. and um, I love the I love the open yeah. badges. I do. Uh-uh. I'm I'm trying to get. I, I work for an edu- a company yeah. that provides educational software. I'm starting to say, hey, we need to do open badges, and they're like, uh, it's a lot of work, and I don't know what the value is. And I keep thinking the engagement I'm getting on a podcast from these well, things is amazing. Then I, I never heard about it until I started listening to this. Mm-hmm. But the moment I did and then went and saw that I can actually give out badges uh-huh. just as an individual, I started saying they're looking at it and going, you know, there are a lot of times at cons where I used to want to go and give people, rib- you know, we'd have little yeah, sticky yeah. ribbons that, we, that they could put on their badges, but you'd have to go and actually plan out the ribbons and yep. and, and go and have them all in advance. And I'm mm-hmm. saying they're thinking, and they cost money, and I'm saying they're looking at this going, you know, it would be awesome would be have to have cards with a little code on it. Yep. Boom. Mm-hmm. And we can, yeah. we can talk about all that tech stuff later. Yeah. Um, for the people at home, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be right back. We are back. Big shout out to Nate and his wife, Jess, and their daughter, and everybody I hung out with that weekend. It was a lot of fun. It was great to have some time to sit down and talk to Nate outside of the confines of a convention where it's normally, hey, dude, can you go check out the noise that's over there? Or I need you to stand here and check badges while I work a line or something like that. Not to mention the ever popular dodging vomit. Yes, he was at uh, he was at Magfest this year, and so that was part of the equation. Our badge code we issue open badges, which is a learning tool that lets you kind of claim credit for the things you do. I like it, and you can share them with other sites because they use the open badges stand standard. Our uh, our code this week is Popish Plot, the name of Nate's Catholic podcast. P-O-P-I-S-H-P-L-O-T, all one word. And I hope you give that a listen, and I hope you check out the other stuff that will be in the the links for this week's episode. And then there was one last thing that just occurred to me during our break, and that is I've been doing more cleaning up. Yes. And I'm starting to – I don't – it's not an official spring cleaning, 
But, but spring has occurred and cleaning has been happening. Right, yeah. Like, you threw out all the old Tupperware today. I did. I you did. found baby bottles from when in the, in the back corner, yeah. 16-year-old was... Was, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know what this urge is, but I've tidied up... Well, I redid my desk, kind of, sort of, because I had to get the new mixer in and the new microphone and all that stuff. Um, the new monitor I've got set up. But... For some reason, I've got a little bit of a spring cleaning bug going on. It's very strange, because this is not something I'm used to. Yay! It also happens that if I don't keep things relatively tidy, the cat comes through when he's bored and starts knocking things off the counter. Well, the cat is a bit of a dick. And then, after I've set up the automatic toy and he's bored with that, he comes back and he's hungry, so he knocks stuff off the desk. And and that sort of thing. But the the really odd one has been... Yeah, no... Finding all this old stuff and throwing it out. I'm looking at my desk now going, you know, everything on this desk is stuff I use or need on at least a weekly basis, but I still want to tidy up. Do you you use the pig? Yes. The pig is where all my spare change goes. Ah. Right? And the, the vulture. I need I need the vulture. The vulture was, was something that, that Tina gave me. He's sort of my unofficial mascot. He, he My official mascot is, of course, um, the, the raven watching around the corner over there. But... Um, Nothing wrong with a stuffed vulture. Vulture. No, right certainly here. not. Yeah. I'm being beaked by a stuffed vulture. In there the you ear. go. Yeah. I don't know if we have that kind of relationship, vulture. Hey, you feed the vultures. That you know, and but they're you know, it's 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 still. I, I'm feeling some. I don't know if it's claustrophobia or clutter or whatever about my workspace. Workspace. You know, the shelves over here where I have all my D and D books, and I have. Uh, other books and things that that doesn't bother me so much but this desk behind me kind of it's like i want to i want to fix it so that it's more open and it's not sort of a, a wall with a desk on it kind of thing well we need I don't know. to uh to we were talking about uh reorging the bookcases yes and about getting a display case yes it, it we could move your monstrous thing mm-hmm. somewhere else. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm I'm thinking. Speaking of display cases, yes. we should probably mention Oh right, the the you've you're so they announced this year's Hugo nominee shortlist. That is the finalists who we'll be voting on uh, as part of your Worldcon membership or supporting membership. And you are nominated in Short Story this year. I am. For... Sun, Sun Moon Dust. Which is a fantastic little story. And then you are... You it's and, sweet. If you mm-hmm. have read some of my stuff and if you are looking to read a story that will not uh, hurt you or force you into unwanted personal growth or traumatize you, <laughs> this one is okay. This one really is, it, yeah. It's, it is... This is one of the kinder stories mm-hmm. I've written. So uh, it's mostly about potatoes. It is. And you're very passionate about potatoes. Well, I am very passionate about yes. potatoes, and so is the hero. Yeah. But the other one that I, that we're really excited about, yes. that, that is really the exciting one, is you are one of the five... The five, I believe. Five first nominees ever for the World Science Fiction Society Young Adult Literature Award. I don't know what the official name is. There isn't one yet. There isn't uh, one yet. In okay. fact, uh, Dale from Wolf was trying mm-hmm. to track that down earlier mm-hmm. today and was like, how do we list this? Because mm-hmm. the 
that that title you just said is a little unwieldy. Right. You're like, yeah, it doesn't actually have a name yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be voted on at this year's convention, and yeah. So that's going to make engraving things a little difficult, but you're you are the the freshman class you were the one of the first people ever to be nominated for this award and this is a, a co-nomination basically you and uh, uh lauren henderson trufke uh your artist Louvre, uh, mm-hmm. who this is for summer and orcas right. uh which you can in fact read it for free on red wombat studio if you want because yes. i put it out as a web serial first but so what has been nominated is the illustrated version that self wolf mm-hmm. press put out last year and when they told me it was nominated, I was like, my first question is, can we include my illustrator? Followed by, wait, I put this out as a web serial beforehand. Is it even eligible? We went back for a while and they're like, okay, the illustrated version yes. is eligible because the illustrator did enough work on it that it counts as substantial changes. It did. Which, granted, the work she did on it, holy crap, yes. It's uh, amazing stuff. I was really like, is. so I was really excited that uh, mm-hmm. both. That and that they, you know, were like, yes, we, you will share this with your illustrator. Yes. Um, because, I mean, her work is unbelievable. Oh, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And also because it is the one that Self Wolf Press kickstarted, they get to mm-hmm. have their names on it. And, uh, uh, Self Wolf deserves all the love. So, so yeah, but this is, this is a big deal. Right? It is. It, because it, Self Wolf, yeah. Self Wolf is the only small press on this list. Uh, no, well, not. I mean, the thing is, define small press like the the, the magazines, like Uncanny and the rest. Are right. also small presses. This is the only that one that would qualify as indie. Ah, uh, yes, indie. Like, right. Truly Everyth- indie. Yeah, everything else came out of a major house, basically. Yeah, and yep. uh, and as I say every year and mean it every mm-hmm. year, I do not expect to win. For example, I'm up against Philip Pullman. And N.K. Jemison. Uh, no, not N.K. No, not N.K. Jemison. Uh, oh, Nadetti Octafor. Yes. Uh, which I'm probably saying wrong, and I'm very sorry, Ms. Octafor. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, and and the art of starving is also there. Sam Miller, yeah, I think, yeah. which is apparently unbelievable. No one's heard of me, and that's okay. Uh, it's, it's an honor just to be nominated. And in this case, it's you're you're included with some of the greats in I the field a, right now. Yeah, so. and Philip Pullman. I mean, mm. come on. So and. It'll be in the the Hugo packet, so and, everyone will get it. It'll it'll get a chance to stand next to the others anyway. And yep. honestly, the awards are special not because winning is nice. Obviously, it's really easy for me to say winning doesn't matter when I've won the damn things. But the real prize is that you get to stand next to all these other people, and people are like, "You deserve to be standing with them." Right, right, and and that is that is something that came up. With our friend Mer Lafferty, who was nominated for three things this year, but the okay. the big one, the one that I think we're most excited about, is her novel Six Wakes is on the Hugo uh, finalist ballot this year for best novel. For best novel, and it is it is amazing. But I I do remember just after it was announced, and uh, John Scalzi was like, "Wow, look at all these great people I'm alongside, and and you know these are my peers." And Mer was like. <laughs> Appears, and that's that's sort of the thing. Is is this is much like a Nebula nomination? This is in a lot of ways a recognition of you being a part of of that peer group. The Nebulas, which Mers also nominated for, yes. if I'm correct. Yeah, for six, yeah, for six weeks. Yeah, for six weeks is definitely. I mean, that is a peer 
reward period exclamation point. Yeah. Since it's nominated by the members of the... Um, Science Fiction Writers of America. Yeah, of SIFWA, and then voted on... By SIFWA. By SIFWA. Yeah. And so it's, that's, it's a huge thing. And I want to say that we're proud of all our friends who are on the ballot. And there are so many. There are so many. You guys are so cool. And you let us hang out with you. Why? I don't know. But it's awesome. I don't know why Why they would let me. I'm. It's confusing for me. Because I don't think I'm half as interesting as you are. Yeah, you're my better half. You keep me from, you know. You'd set up my, my sun lamp if I asked you to. You, I would. Next year I might even set it up before. You probably should because yeah, I'll forget. Exactly. Cassie, if you're listening to this, remind me to set up my sun lamp. <laughs> Uh, Cassie, if you're listening, remind Ursula to, re- and then email me to set up her sun lamp. <laughs> I mean, I I understand how this works. It's true. So All right. Th- well, that's enough of a digression to mm-hmm. stroke my ego. Yep. It's an honor to be nominated. I will be at San Jose's WorldCon. Yeah, we're, we'll both be there. Yes. And I'm hoping to have a chance to talk to everybody. Uh, while I'm there, I will, of course, have the business cards with the I Met Kevin badge on it. I will hopefully be setting up some interviews, and it's going to be a good time. If you want to support us in other ways, the first thing to do is share the podcast. I'm hearing so many stories about how people are like recommending it, and I just love it that people are are, are feeling enough... Uh, I guess, uh, positivity from the podcast that they want other people to listen. I think that's fantastic. So share it, share it far and wide. And then there's, you know, that's the best way you can support us. The second best way you can support us is patreon.com slash Ursula V. We don't ask for very much, but you do get little perks like. You can give us a dollar. Right. And you get little perks, like uh, they got, what, the Summer and Orcus chapters, what, a day or two before? No, no, no they didn't get them early. They just, uh, oh. uh, in fact, I, I asked did, right. uh, when I set it up, and, and one of these days we got to do a whole crowdfunding episode, but yeah. I asked people, do you want exclusive content? And what came back overwhelmingly was, no, we want everybody to be able to read this. Mm-hmm. Half the time, if you give us links to exclusive content, we're not even going to bother to click on them in right. the email. We just want there to be more stuff, and we want to support you making more stuff for that. everybody. Mm-hmm. And I was just so touched at how generous people are not in the not so much. Well, I mean, in the giving money, but in the I want to give money so everybody gets right. something. Yeah, it right. was it was really nice. And so that's that's you're supporting this podcast. You're supporting the other podcasts we do, the Hidden Almanac and Kevin and Ursley Cheap. Although that one started to move to every other week because our bodies just can't recover that <laughs> fast anymore. Um, Truth. You can also just buy me a coffee at uh, uh, ko slash ksunny. I drink lots of coffee and a free cup or a gifted cup every now and then is not turned down, let me tell you. Um, the. But most importantly, like, be productive and, and yeah, I'm not no. trying to steal your tagline. I mean, like. No, no. Like, no. take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. We have so few listeners. Please take care of yourself, people. We need all of you. Eat some kale. Don't eat kale. That's that's. Uncutting. Don't don't eat the kale. I mean, unless you like kale, at which point. <laughs> I, I anyway. So there's all that. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we will see you next week. And go out there and be productive. Kale optional.